Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. And we thank you, Lord, that you have also, that faithfulness is within us. You have, we are liberal, and the liberal soul shall be made fat. So we thank you that the blessing of the Lord is upon the house of the righteous. It is upon each and every one of us. And we declare your word that that blessing make it a switch, and it adds no sorrow in it. Now, Lord, as we look into the word, we just trust the anointing, we trust the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us in the way in which we should go, and we bring out to us the things we need to get a hold of that we might come up higher and that we be, that we be more perfected in our faith yes. and that we be more effective yes. so that all that you've called us to do and all that you've purposed will become our reality and will be made manifest. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, let me start off very daringly. Um... How you and I can function <laughs> in faith as God functions in his faith. Alright? How you and I can have and make our faith work the way God makes his faith work. But yet not our faith, but rather how can we make God's faith work. How can we function in it? Amen? No. And um, I'm going to go off as the Lord leads me. But in Mark 11, chapter 22, Mark chapter 11, verse 22, and on, it says, Have faith in God. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. And you know the rest of it. Quite often, we go off and we, especially, you know, we attempt, we go and we, we speak to the mountain and we command the mountain to move and, and, um, and, 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 and we wait and we watch and we see, mm, the fig tree isn't dried up yet. And so we, we, we talk to the mountain some more or whatever the case is. Quite often, Mark eleven twenty three, we don't get the results from it like we should. Amen, if we be quite honest. And I believe one of the reasons why we don't get the results that we ought to have for Mark eleven twenty three, speaking to the mountain, believe what you say should come to pass and not doubt in your heart, is because quite often a lot of doubt rises up in your heart. But the reason why a lot of doubt rises up in your heart and short circuits your faith, right? is because we didn't pay as much attention to verse 22, the verse before. And the verse 22 says, have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. Amen? So to have the God kind of faith, you've got to operate <laughs> like God. Is that reasonable? Mm -hmm. Amen? Yeah. If you're going to have the God kind of faith and have his kind of results, you're going to have to operate like him. That means you, you also got to operate from him. You're going to have to operate from where he is. And from in him. The good news is that you are in him. And the good news is that you are where he is. Which is where? Far 
above principalities, powers, situations, and circumstances. That is where you are. And when you start speaking to the mountain, you're going to have to speak from in God, from where you are. Amen? And you're going to have to speak like if you were God. Which if you were like God, you don't have no condemnation. Is that right? You don't have no guilt. You don't have no shame. And if you like God, you got authority. Isn't that right? That's right. <laughs> and you certainly got rights. Yes, yes. <laughs> Isn't that righteousness? That's right. Having rights? Right. Authority? Mm -hmm. As if sin has never been, no guilt, no shame, operating in oneness of God? Yes. That alone, if we were to, that alone tells you, verse 11, have faith in God, before it talks about speaking to the mountain, will tell you that the very foundation of your faith is righteousness. Is thinking like God, talking like God, operating in his authority, operating in his freedom from guilt and condemnation and all of those things. In other words then, before for make verse 11, verse 23 work, we should really be working on verse 22, putting yourself in that position. Now, we're growing, we're learning, we're not always, we're not, we haven't arrived yet. And I do believe, okay, we don't have it all together, go ahead and talk to the mountain anyway. <laughs> all right? So don't get me wrong. <laughs> all right? But we want to get better at this, don't we? Yeah. So we got to operate in that faith of God. That faith like God. Operate like if we were God. Operate from in Him, from where we are, and that's where we are. We are seated in heavenly places, far above our principalities, powers, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, and so on and so forth. All right? Now, when we had, you see, to operate like God means you can't operate like you. <laughs> you can't operate from your own weaknesses. You're going to have to be strong where? In the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, let me say this carefully. You see, be the humility is to be clothed with Christ. That's what humility really is. Humility is not poor old me. I'm so weak and undone. Right? Oh, you don't want to hear about my failures. I could tell you all about them. That's not humility. Amen? That's not humility. Humility is to be clothed with Christ. Humility is to, be sub is to submit to the truth. And he is the truth. Amen? Humility is, and if you submit to the truth, you are you see yourself strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. You're not focused on your weaknesses. If you focus on your weaknesses, what will happen is that that's where your confidence will end up being. Right. Amen. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so I, I think that's important. So you are operating from in God. No, you're operating as if you were here, not operating in yourself. You're not operating in your own. You're operating from that arena. And what is God's secret, so to speak? What is God's secret? The secret of his operation. The secret of his faith operation. Believe and speak. Romans chapter 4, reading from verse 16. 
And the Bible calls Abraham the father of faith for good reason. Romans chapter 4 and verse 16 says, Romans 4, 16, it is a faith that it might be by grace so that the promise can be available to all the seed. Once you are a child of God, every promise of God ought to be available to you. Amen? Amen. Irregardless of your background, irregardless of ethnicity, irregardless of education, irregardless of any human definition. Do right, you agree with me? But it is of grace on, on the sufficiency, the provision, the unconditional favor and kindness of God. It is a faith that that grace can be available to all the seed. In other words, for that grace to flow, you got to be in faith. And if you're in faith, you qualify. And I like to always think about this, about faith. This is something you need to put in your thinking. Faith is counted for what? For righteousness. What does that mean? One with God. Okay. So if faith is counted for oneness with God, then it means faith gives you the right to operate like God. Right. Can you see that? Yes. Amen. And it is his faith. That's Amen. That's right. But you got to work it. It is your responsibility. Yes. His responsibility is bringing fulfillment yes. to the word. Yes. To watch over the word to perform it. Yes. The government is on his shoulder. Jesus is the apostle and the high priest of our confession and of our profession. That's his responsibility. Right. But my responsibility and yours is faith, which is the right response to God's ability. Yes. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. So it goes on, so it says then, it is a faith that it might be by grace, so the promise is available to everyone. And then it goes on to say in verse 17, talking about Abraham, what's this here? Come on. Get out of my way. Okay, praise the Lord. Picking a fight with a pen. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord God forevermore. All right. So in verse 17, it says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Now here's where I'm heading. I'm heading to show you how, how not just how God's faith works, but how God operates that causes his faith to work. Mm -hmm. his, the secret in his faith and then we got to do the same thing. Because we got to act like him. Amen? Amen? As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom you believe, even God, who quickened the dead, and called those things that be not as though they were. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. God said, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. You have a multitude of children. He didn't say, I'm going to make you father of many nations, did he? No. He did he say, you're going to have a multitude of children, or he said, you already have it? Already have it. All right. Is that what God really means? Does he believe that? Yes. If you're going to believe like God, then you've got to believe what he believes, what he says. That's right. The truth of the matter is, once he says it, it is so. Mm -hmm. You believe it. Once he says it, that is how it is. Abraham, you are a father of many nations according as it is written. 
Before whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead. Who has such power that he could even quicken the dead and, and so on. And he called those things that be not as though they were. The Amplified says, who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things as if they already existed. What do you mean God called those things that be not those other words? This, what doesn't exist here, what doesn't exist here is that Abraham doesn't have any children whatsoever. But God is calling what doesn't exist here the way it exists in the spirit where he has many children. God is calling what you have done here, I mean, down here there, is the, there isn't a manifestation of the fullness of your divine healing and health and wholeness. There is sickness, there is disease, there is problems, there is storms, there is whatever. But then, God says here, by his stripes you were healed and you healed. And I'm calling it this way. Yeah. Amen? Mm -hmm. And it's not playing games, it's because that is how it is this way. How do you know that? God said it. Okay. Are you with me? Now, if you're going to function like God, you got to say this. Yes. You got to believe this. You got to think this way. You got to see this way. Amen? So, and, and it is from there that all these scriptures, looking not at the things which are seen, but at the things that are not seen. As it is written, I've made the afford of many nations before him whom he believed. Abraham believed the way God believed. It's like Abraham So God, what are you looking at? You ever seen? You, ever, you, know, you have somebody and say, oh, and you look and say, so what are you, what are you, show me, what are you looking at? I say, come, come, come here, come, 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 let me show you. Come, 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 come on. I resist. Okay, well then you can't have it. <laughs> right? And you literally say, come, 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 look, 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 look. You say, where, where? Look, look right there. Where? Right, look, look, stand right here. Where? Before him whom we believe, even God. He's seeing exactly what God sees. See okay? You get it? All right. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> right? Before whom he believes, even God who quickened the dead and called those things that be not as though they were. Who against hope, natural hope, believed in hope that he might become the father of the multitudes, that that would be that he would become the father of multitudes, that it will become that way here, according as what is spoken. So shall thy seed be. Now watch this verse. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. Had he been weak in faith, he would have considered his body and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Did you get that? Yeah. Had he been weak in faith, he would have considered the storm. He would have considered the circumstances. He would have considered the doctor's report. He would have looked at it in the natural. But he was not weak in faith. And he did not consider his body now a hundred years old or the deadness of Sarah's womb. Where am I? I lost my page. Or the deadness of neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God. True unbelief. What do you mean he staggered not at the promise of God? Had he been, had he had a weak faith, and had he been looking at the circumstances, had he been judging his body hundred years old, had he been looking at Sarah's um, 
the deadness of serious room. Had he Googled and getting some research and some reports and get some MRI and all of those factual things. Had he had all that information and focus on it, what would have happened? Unbelief would rise up now. This, you know a whole lot of stuff, thank God, but here's something you've got to get a hold of. He considered not. It, and we're going to find out it doesn't mean he was in denial. He knew. He, he knew he had a hundred year old body. Isn't that right? Yes. He wasn't in denial. He wasn't pretending that what, what was non-existent here he wasn't saying, he wasn't, he wasn't lying to himself, and you gotta come back to that. But now, well, here's what happened. When there is this problem or a situation, and you focus on that problem, and you look at that problem, that problem, and you meditate on the problem, faith will not come from doing that. What will come from meditating on the problem and the details? Who hasn't, who, who, who's been through the same situation and it didn't work for them? And what it don't, who, what comes out of that? Faith? No, Fear? Anxiety? anxiety. Worry? Yeah. Evil foreboding? Yeah. That's right. Amen? Correct. In fact, so in that sense, they consider that. In fact, I'll tell you something. When you, when you look at that, I'm jumping ahead, but when you look at that, what happens is that you, it, it seems to get bigger. Yes. Yes. I mean, and that's not what you're supposed to do. And first of all, let me put two sides to the consider. Number one, one part, part of the consider is, is that focus. Or maybe three sides. But another part is putting it first. The moment you get a bad report or you see something that ain't good, the first thing you ought to do, the first thing you ought to do is start magnifying God, yes. declaring his word before you get the details. Amen? Yeah. All right. Let me give you an example. Here you are. Imagine you're on a bus somewhere. You're on a bus. I don't remember my bus days. Oh, my. I left my wallet in the bus. I think I left my wallet in the bus. He's got all my credit cards. And I got a lot of money in there. Oh, man. What is happening to me? Faith? No. no. Right? I'm thinking, hey, there's money inside, there's credit cards inside. Man, I mean, they're going to turn that into the police station. In fact, I, I don't know if I have, do I have ID on my telephone? You, you see what's happening? Yeah. There is no number for them. All kind of worry happening. The moment, however, I recognize, uh-oh, Right? I wouldn't even use the word lost my wallet. I wouldn't even dare say that. I wouldn't even say that Lazarus is dead. I'd say he's sleeping. The moment I recognize, uh-oh, I need to find my wallet. See the difference? Right? And before I even start getting into what money is inside, and I'm beginning to think, well, thank God I don't lose anything. How was saying that? Because why? There's nothing here that shall not be revealed. Nor is there anything covered that shall not be uncovered. Right? I call my wallet found in Jesus' name. Now, where did I last have it? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, it was on the bus. You see that? You see the difference? Right? What did I do first? 
All right. That's one aspect. Another aspect in this consider not is magnifying God. The Bible says, first of all, God's mindset is, God says, I will magnify my word above all. Amen? It says in Psalm 70 and verse 4, rejoice and be glad. We're not going to get to that part today. But rejoice and be glad in him. And it says, they that love his salvation, let them say, let the Lord. No, in fact, oops, oops, oops. Slow down, back up again. <laughs> they that love his salvation, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Amen? So, magnify. Now, let me ask you something. Can you make God bigger than he is? No. Hmm? No. You can't. If there is a something here, a blade of grass or something here, and I have a magnifying glass and I'm looking at it, do I make it bigger? Yes. No, it's the same size. But I make it bigger in here. Are you with me? I make it bigger in here. But God is super big. So the Bible says in Jeremiah 32 and verse 17, that he made the heavens, I might not be quoting it correctly, but the essence of it is so. He made the heavens and the earth. He is the God of great might. And he did it by his own power. Yes. Nothing is too difficult Nothing. for him. What is, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Yes, that's right. He ain't no, I mean, he think he's big, but he ain't big. No. He ain't big at all. Doesn't he know my God? Are you with me? I'm coming in the name of the Lord, not with no spear and arrow and whatever else. Make God bigger. Make God bigger than the circumstances. Do it on purpose. Do it intentionally. Are you with me? Right? That's huge. So, there's two quick little secrets here. Right here. Number one. Call those things that be not as though they were meaning. Speak and think and believe not according to what it appears like. Not according to what doesn't exist, but according to what does exist in the realm of the spirit. And what exists in the realm of the spirit is what you or your faith is attaching to, speaking, declaring, and seeing. Now, in order to, because you see, if you're going to operate in the faith of God and faith like God, you got to see what God sees. You got to see what God sees so that you can think how God thinks, and then you'll be able to talk like God talks and speak to the mountain. But you're trying to speak to the mountain without knowing how he thinks and what he sees. Amen? And you're speaking to the mountain, and the mountain is shouting at you, and you're listening to it, as opposed to the voice of a stranger will not follow. Right? Okay? Are you with me? So you got to see how God sees. How does God see? According as it is written. How does God see? It is finished. Whatever Jesus finished, everything that Jesus finished is done. <laughs> Here is a tremendous verse of scripture. We know everything settled in heaven. Psalm 119 verse 89. We know it is finished. And, and he said that prophetically. And 
and we know what is all finished and so on. And, but here is a verse of scripture that is also very, very, very important. And that is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 3. You see, it's easy for God in the sense that he knows it's done. He knows it's finished. Amen? And then when we get to find, find out, not only do we know, when we see the way he sees it and we recognize and believe it is done and it is finished, and then somebody's going to say, yeah, but they got to get a manifestation. <laughs> well, <laughs> but then that's where you make another shift, right? And I'm just throwing that in here, which is this one. And I'm telling you, I like Sarah. You what? Sarah. 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 All right? It took her 25, 25 years Abraham. To, to believe. Abraham. Sarah made this shift. The Bible says it in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 11. And I don't know about you. I'm not, I'm not teaching on numerology and I'm not saying that you should have confidence in, in numbers. Uh, you know, sometimes you might see things as a result of that and so on. But nevertheless, we all have this overall idea that 11 is the number of faith and all of that. Is that right? Most of, you know what I mean? The 11th chapter, the faith chapter, God's hall of faith. But this is Hebrews 11 and verse 11. In this double? <laughs> 2020? Amen? Year of fulfillment. The year when God is going to fulfill the godly expectation that he's placed in your heart. Amen? So that the prophecies that have gone before you, what he has already spoken, the things you've been believing for, that you know you're standing on this and standing on that, let those prophecies and what, you see, you fight with them. The Bible speaks about the fact that uh, the, the, the children, you know, when the time came for the children of Israel to come out of Egypt. Amen? Yeah, it's time for us to get out of here. It's time for this promise to be fulfilled. It's time for us to come out of this Babylonian um, bondage. You know the story with Daniel? Mm-hmm. It is time for this Savior to be born. Mm-hmm. That's right. Can you say, it's time for this thing to be fulfilled. Now, if God is saying that this year is the time for the when He is gonna when there's gonna be fulfillment of what He has of what you've been standing on a godly expectation that He has placed in your heart that you've been believing for for a while, yeah. then you ought to do what 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 God told what Paul said to Timothy: yeah. take those prophecies yeah. and war with them. Take what you they take this truth and fight and stand and and exert some pressure on the world. Yes. You, you know what I mean? Let the expectation rise. My time has come. Yes. All right, getting back to Sarah. Hebrews 11, 11, the Bible says, Sarah, and I like this, herself, say herself. herself. In other words, it wasn't Abraham for her. She herself received strength to conceive after she was past that conceiving conception age. And here's what it says, and you, you said it earlier. Because she judged God faithful. Amen. Amen? She judged God faithful. It was not only that she says, she was not only saying, yep, I, just like he said, I'm a princess, I'm a mother of many nations. I believe that it wasn't only that. She says, on top of that, I believe he's faithful. I believe he watches over his word to perform it. I believe that he has purposed it, he will bring it to pass. He has said it. He's going to do it. 
Can you see that shift? It only took one year from the time the angels visited and mm -hmm. told her next year Sarah. 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 Next year he it said. It took her 25 years. No, she so, Next year the angel said, okay. I'll come back and you will have a child. Yes. And it happened. What they have to do is track it down from chapter 12. Abraham was 24 or 5 years. Yes. From, 12, from no, chapter 12 yes. of Genesis. And then in and in was it chapter which chapter was it chapter seventeen or eighteen when the angel said they stand next year? Yes. Ha ha ha. And then the changing of the name. And so but it walked through it. Abraham went through a whole process that is a wonderful yes. message in and of itself. Walk yes. you know, walk through the sand as far as you know, can you come to the sand on the seashore? You know what I mean? Can you come to the stars in the sky? And I mean and the the the, the, the covenant with the cutting up of the animal and all that. But all of that is not what the point is here. The point here is this. She received strength to conceive because she judged God faithful. She not only believed what the Lord had spoken, to, and she not only believed that it existed. Abraham stood before him, and he believed what? He believed exactly what God said, that I am a father of many nations. I don't know how much revelation he had, but if he did, he certainly knew that in the natural he didn't have any kids. So he believed that in the realm of the spirit, it is done. Yeah. Amen? Amen? However, that is good. That is very good. But the Bible says, and that faith that sees that and believes that, and staying there, staying in it, and believing that he will watch over the word to perform it. Amen? Because you see, when you, when you start now, here I am, I, I recognize that, that um, I'm operating from this faith of God, in God, like God, right? And no condemnation or any other such thing. And then now, seeing what, knowing what is done. I'm not, you know, like somebody come along and say, can you pray with me? I have this particular need. Okay, fine, praise the Lord. Right, let's agree together. What scripture are you standing on? They don't have a scripture. And I'm not saying that to put them down. What? Because you see, you need the scripture so that you know what already exists. That's right. Otherwise, we are praying, we're going through some kind of exercise of yeah. wishful thinking. I'm praying nice something stuff, but there's no faith there. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. Amen? <laughs> don't forget, Mark 11, 23, the reason it doesn't work for people many times is because they don't believe it as already exists. They aren't calling it, as, calling those things as being not as though they are for the right reason. And... They're consumed with a problem. Yes. Are you with me? They're looking at the problem. Now, I'm not saying that this is all easy necessary. Because when you have pain and when you have stuff and you have evidence there continually before you. Okay. When you have evidence and stuff that is right there, man, it, you know, you really have to learn how to look onto Jesus. Amen. you got to learn how to do that. Amen. And you got to learn how to magnify him. Let me tell you, let me show you. Because here's a person that has a chronic situation. Evidence of, 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 of the problem that is there continually. It's not just a little, oh, it's not just a little Peter walking in the water. Man, this is cool. I'm looking to Jesus. Oh, man, glory to God. Them guys still in the boat. Look at me. <laughs> you know, and then just a little glance. And then you hear, and you, what is that? And then a boisterous wind. Now he took his eyes off Jesus. And then when he took his eyes off Jesus, wow, there comes another big wave. You know, that happened. And then, he, of course, he took his eyes off Jesus. He began to sing. 
But that's happened in a relative moment of time. But there are people that are dealing with situations. It's not just a little looking and seeing a little wave. No. Or just all of a sudden here's a bo boisterous wind. They're having boisterous wind and waves coming all the time. Are you with me? So it's a challenge. Yeah. But now let's consider this. But we still have to look on to Jesus. Yeah. You still have to look on to what is finished. Yeah. You still have to see, believe according to what is written. And you got to gird up your loins to that degree. Right? And be sober and be vigilant. Gird up, gird up your loins. The loins of your mind. It's like the muscles of your mind. First Corinthians, First Peter chapter 1 verse 13. That you might get a hold of the grace that will show up at the revelation of Jesus when Christ in you comes out. When you begin, when you get a hold of that oneness with God. Bam! Here comes grace. Here's the situation. Children of Israel in the wilderness. They're murmuring. Right? Causing lots of problems. Now, now what happened? Serpents begin to bite them. Folks are dying. Put yourself in that situation for a minute. Oh, yeah. right? right? You know, that's your nephew over there that just died. Got bitten. Before you could even turn to help him. Someone else dies over there. Someone else dies over there. Yeah. Screaming. People crying. I mean, and I mean, and all of this confusion and all of this that is happening. Folks are dying. Yeah. And, and I mean, <laughs> Can you imagine what your mind is thinking if I'm next? You may have just lost a, a, a close person to you. Yeah. Relative, husband, wife, child, or something. You're feeling something wiggling, wiggling, yeah, touching your thing, but so what is that? Yeah. And then in the midst of this, here comes Moses, or is it Aaron, whichever one. And he takes this pole with a brazen um, serpent on it. Right? And you know that's symbolic of the medical thing and all of that stuff, and, and says, look here. Now, I don't know if he said, whoever look at this shall live. I hope he did, mm. just to help them a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but suppose he just said, look here. Even if he said, look at this, and whoever look at this shall live. That's what the word of God is. Mm -hmm. Now, they have got to lift up their eyes and look onto that serpent that is lifted up high enough for them to all see it wherever they are, wherever they are. And they got to look at that yeah. in spite of the pain, in spite of the screams, yeah. in spite of that. Oh, what was that? What is, what is that? In spite of all of that. Oh. And if they can do that, wow. then everyone that's looking wow. shall live. Wow. Can you see what I'm saying? Yes. Right? Everyone that's looking shall live. Wow. And you see sometimes the storms are life and the situations could be so intense. That it is not easy, but you still got to do it this way. Mm -hmm. This is how it works. How it works. Amen? Yeah. It goes on to say that not only did Abraham start out of the promise of God through unbelief, right? He started out of the promise of God through unbelief. Well, if again, the obeys the unbelief, but the breeding ground. Is, is, is that considering? When he was but um, when he was strong in faith, giving glory to God, he grew strong in faith as he began to praise and magnify God and abound in thanksgiving. 
as he keeps looking on to Jesus. Amen? And that thanksgiving, because that thanksgiving takes you off, takes your mind off of you, off of the circumstances, and make the focus on God. And, fa and praise and all of that. Hallelujah. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform it. Let's flip to, um, let's look at Jonah chapter 2 for a moment. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Is this making sense? Yes. So all that I've said really, and, and, and we could spend lots of time on it. There's stories everywhere. But it's just the two keys, these two very important principles. It's two but it's one because they flow out in the same place. I know what the place that it flows out of, it is finished. Yeah. It according as it is written. The word is forever settled in heaven. Amen? You are free indeed. But it is the knowing of that truth and the application of it that will cause the freedom to be made manifest. That's where it's coming from. It is done. It is finished. Amen? That is the reason why Philemon 6 is so it's so, such an impressive verse that your faith will work when you acknowledge what already is, what you've already got, what's already finished, what's already done. Amen? Okay? And while you're there, Hosea, there was a verse I was going to show you to establish this already done a little further, which was in Hebrews 4, verse 3. Hebrews 4, verse 3, it says, for we which have believed do enter into rest. Hebrews 4 verse 3. Right, I'm going back to Hosea. For we we which we for we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, as I as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest. Although the works, this is the phrase I want you to get. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. That's Hebrews 4 verse 3. Major scripture, okay, the last part. The Amplified says, He said although his works had been completed and prepared and waiting for all who would believe from the foundation of the world. Amen. In other words, from the foundation of the word, when God says this is how it's going to be, da 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 da, whatever He said, it was done before the foundation of the word, before there was any fall. It was all done. The Bible says Jesus was crucified from the foundation of the world. Amen? Amen. You have been chosen in Christ and made holy from the foundation of the world, etc., etc. But according to that scripture, if we could wrap our minds around it and just play, believe it, just receive it first before you ever get understanding. Let understanding come later. Let revelation come later. All right? But for the beginning, all you do is you read a verse. You know that God knows English. That's what he says. That's how it is. Now, Lord, help me. Help me. <laughs> help me let this make some sense to me. But you got to approach the word like that. Amen? Shoot faith. We understand that the words were framed by the word of God. Isn't that right? Hebrews 12 verse 3. Through faith we understand. Understanding comes by faith. 
Which means what? You believe the word before you even understand it. Amen? You see a verse of scripture, I receive it, man. Thank you, Lord, I got it. This is what you said it is, this is what it is. And then when you take that position, bam, understanding is going to show up later. You might have to take you a few places to get it to you, but you'll get it. Because the Holy Spirit is a master teacher. Amen? And when you operate in faith, it creates an obligation for God to bring fulfillment. The Holy Spirit, he does miracles. He gives understanding. He brings fulfillment to the word. He is a performer. But he does it, not by the works of the law, but by what? The hearing of faith. Amen? So you don't have to understand it. You want to get understanding so that you don't stumble. But you don't have to start there. Understanding comes. That scripture says, the works of God were finished from the foundation of the world. Don't let people argue you out of that. Don't you argue yourself out of that. Amen? Can you imagine how absurd and silly it is sometimes when people say, yeah, but, I don't know, I don't know, how could, and they begin to argue over the scripture like that. Like, what, 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 what's the argument? God says, the works were finished from the foundation of the world. What is there to argue about? Right? Okay, I need some understanding. Okay, I need revelation. But that is what it is. That means, and, and, and now, now later on when we get re re revelation, then we recognize that the peace that Jesus brought to the blood of his cross, he has reconciled everything, whether they be in heaven and earth, whether they be visible or invisible, he's reconciled all things unto himself, which means what? Making peace, reconciling everything to God's original intent and purpose. And then that revelation comes all later. And then we're like, oh, that's why. Amen? Then we begin to see, oh, it is finished from the foundation of the world. Can you see that? Hallelujah. Now Jesus knew that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, let's, let's spend a little bit of time with Jonah and finish off here for now. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord forevermore. Jonah chapter 2. Yeah, what did, did you say Hosea before? Did I say Hosea? No, you well, I probably did say Hosea. Well, while we're there in Hosea, let me show you a verse in Hosea. Well, that's what you told us. Well, I meant Jonah. So I'm perfect. You meant Jonah? I meant Jonah. Not Hosea. I meant Jonah, but since you're in Hosea, then let's look at that for a moment. Since you're there, maybe God wants us to see it. So don't just stay at the fact that this is what the words say. You, need to, you do need to get understanding. In all you get, you get what? Get understanding. understanding. What if you don't get understanding? Hosea chapter 4. I know people perish for lack of knowledge. And they get led into captivity and all of that. But look at verse 14. The last part of that verse. Therefore, the people that do not understand shall fall. The Amplified says, Therefore, the people without understanding shall stumble and fall and come to ruin. Amen? In other words, if you don't have understanding and you don't get revelation, then sooner or later, you're going to stumble. The devil is going to trip you up. He might even, it might even get to the point where you become ruined as a result of it. Amen? I mean, here is somebody, they hear, they hear us talk about faith. And they hear, you know, they hear people say that I shall live and not die. And they get a bad diagnosis or, or someone close to them get a bad diagnosis. 
And so they begin to, from a mental standpoint, mentally ascending, no, I'm not going to die. I'm going to live. I'll be fine. I will live and I will proclaim the goodness of God. Yes. No, that's a good, that's, that's scriptural to say that. Yeah. And they ought to start there, shouldn't they? Yeah. I'm going to live and not die. Yeah. That's a good place to start. Yeah. But suppose they have no understanding. Yeah. Suppose they have no revelation. If they don't have a clue how to destroy and drive and destroy that cancer, what will happen? What will happen? They're going to die. Isn't that right? And what the doctor said, unfortunately, it's going to come to pass. Is it because they start off? Is it because, even though they said the right thing right up front, which they should, <laughs> amen? But they lack understanding. So in all you're getting, get understanding. What verse is that in Hosea? That was Hosea 414, the last part of that verse. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 1, through wisdom the house is built, but it is through understanding that it is established. That's Proverbs 24, verse 1. Through, through wisdom the house is built. Praise God, hallelujah. But for it to get established, so it don't get knocked over in the wind. It takes understanding. And then it takes knowledge to fill the room with all that wonderful furniture. <laughs> no, it takes faith. Huh? It, it takes faith. Well, it takes faith too. <laughs> right? It doesn't even take a lot of money if you go to those. But yes, you see, yeah, that's right. People perish for lack of knowledge, and faith is based on the knowledge of God. And it's based on the knowledge of His Word. And grace and peace is multiplied through the knowledge of Him. And that's how you get rooms filled with plenty. Amen? But you gotta get a house, you gotta have some rooms first. You gotta get a house established. Yeah. And understanding it takes that. Are you with me? Yeah. Alright, thank you for that verse. Alright, who's here? I mean jo Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe we're not supposed to go to Jonah tonight. What's the matter? <laughs> Alright, okay. Alright, Jonah chapter 2, verse 1. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. It didn't say it was. A, it didn't say it was a whale, by the way. <laughs> right? I don't know. Maybe they had some bigger fish than a whale that has since become extinct. I don't know. Maybe they had a dinosaur. A dinosaur fish. What do you think? Right? <laughs> but anyway, what we do know is that it was. It had to be a big fish. What's that? You can't think. <laughs> So Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord. And he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I. And thou heardest my voice, for you have cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about all thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will long, I will look again towards thy holy temple. The waters come past me about, even to the soul. The depths closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. Why did he have symptoms? <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. He was not denying the environment. Faith is not denial. To deny the problem as if it doesn't exist, if you just deny it, don't face it, 
don't deal with it, don't attack it with the word of God and, and so on. If you just ignore it and it's like, oh, it's just going to go away, that's not faith, that's foolishness. That's foolish. Yeah. Amen? That's right. But you must not magnify it. Right. And you must call those things that be not as though they were. And you must know what is settled in heaven. And then you become vigilant and take it by force. Amen? All right. But it's not denial. And then he says, verse 6, I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice unto thee with a voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Verse 17, we can read from before that how, how his mind and his heart, he was aware of his environment, but how his heart turned and his mind turned towards God, right? And in verse 7, watch this. It says, when my soul fainted upon me and crushing me, amplified, I earnestly and seriously remembered the Lord. The word remember means to bring it to the forefront of your thinking. Are you with me? When we have communion, we remember this intimacy that we have and this common union we have with this body and with this blood. It comes in the forefront of our thinking, isn't that right? So he earnestly and seriously remembered the Lord and my prayer. And from there, <laughs> prayer. Now that seriously, earnestly, that remembering, that is a type of meditation. He was pondering. He was thinking about this. He was thinking about God. And as he began to think about, uh, 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 and as he began to focus on him. And by the way, talking about consider again. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 7 says, Paul said to Timothy, consider what I say and the Lord give you understanding. Amen? So when you meditate and you consider and you ponder on the word, bam, understanding comes. Amen? And so when you meditate on the word and you stay with that word and you study that word and you feed that word and you be diligent in that word and you take that word where the word is not just it's something written in, your, in the book somewhere. Where the word is not just information. Where you don't read this word. Or listen to this I'm about to say. You don't read the word in a detached manner. Oh, this is the story about David and Goliath. Oh, the Lord God is great. Oh, he is a great, you know, his healing. And when you read it in some detached manner. His we are his workmanship. You read it. As if you're reading your own story. This is about me. You are opening this book to find the place where it is written concerning me. When I find out about Christ, whoa, he is my life. Yes. That's my life. That's who's in me. Read the word, but read the word attached. What happens if you go and you get a yearbook from the school yearbook? What do you do? What do you do with that yearbook? Who are you looking for? All right. All right. Let's see if you like your hair or whatever you don't like. <laughs> oh, that's not a nice picture of me. <laughs> right. 
But you go looking for yourself. But that's how you should be in this Bible. So he searched earnestly, considering, pondering, meditating. Why do you meditate? You meditate so that that which is in, so that that word becomes a reality to you. So that that becomes more true than the environment. Like I like to say, there is a physical, um, what should I say? There's a physical reality. You wake up in the middle of the night, you're not looking where you're going, bam, and you forgot that the edge of the bed was right there. Or that table, you forgot you left that there. Or whatever, bam, and you stump your toe. Ouch! That's reality to you, physically. You have a bad dream and you wake up screaming, right? Well, you're mature now. Now you just rebuke it in the name of Jesus, I know. <laughs> I don't receive that. Amen. But, you know, you have a bad dream, a nightmare, that's a soulish dream. That's, that's, it seems very real, does it not? Yeah. But then you see, when you meditate in the word of God until I'm a joint heir with Christ, I'm the righteousness of God, I have his name, I have his authority, I have his life, I have his rights. When that becomes real, so that that becomes real to you. He bore my sicknesses by his strike, I am healed. I see myself healed. I see myself whole. I am whole. Now the Bible says the way this meditation works is you sit upon the wall, Habakkuk 2 verse 2, I think it is, or 1 and 2. You sit upon the wall. I will sit upon my watch until I can see what he says. When what he says is not just what he says, but what he says is what I'm beginning to see, then I know what I am to answer when I'm judged. I know what I need to speak, what I need to say when I'm in the hot seat. Because I got my I, I, I can see what he says. Amen? Hallelujah. So there is a meditation that gets you to that point. There is a diligence in the word of God. Jesus says, don't labor for this meat that perishes. But you labor for this eternal life. He says, you labor for this life. He says, you labor. And we're not talking works. He said, what? They said, what can we do that we might work the works of God? He said, believe on me. Yes. Amen? Mm -hmm. The Bible speaks in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 10 and verse 11. Verse 10 was talking about that rest. You see, when you're not in, when you have, a, when you're carrying all the problems, when you're trying to figure it out, when it is you going to, when somehow or the other, you're going to make it happen. Amen? And you look into your own works, you look into your own ability, you look into your own resources. That will produce anxiety because somewhere inside here, you know that in yourself, you, 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 you um, certain problems you just can't deal with. You don't have it, have what it takes. Amen? And that is why you give the burden to the Lord. That's why you cast every care on Him. What you commit unto Him, He's able to bring to pass. What you commit unto Him, He's able to keep. What you don't surrender to Him, He don't have it, you have it. And if you have it, you don't, He don't have the responsibility to fix it. Anxiety is fear. Worry is fear. Whatever is not a faith is sin. Sin separates you from God. Are you with me? Amen? And self, so when you operate in that arena. Now, what was I saying? So, so then, so, so, so Hebrews 4 verse 10 talks about, uh, about they that come into his rest cease from their own labor. And then in verse 11, it says labor to enter into this rest. 
Labor to enter into this rest where it is not about you and your ability. It's not about you, but he has it all. You cast all the care upon him. You know he cares from you. And by the way, if you're in a place of anxiety, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, and you don't cast the care on him, then verse 8 comes along. The devil looking to see who he may devour. And he figured that he could devour you because that fear and those anxieties and those worries causes you to cooperate and function out of the kingdom of darkness. Amen? Amen. Fear and anxiety pleases the devil. And it honors the devil. And it cooperates with him. Faith honors God. Faith pleases God. Amen? Faith cooperates with God. Faith is functioning, will cause you to function in the kingdom of God. Can you see what I'm saying? Yes. So, so Hebrews 4.11 says, labor to enter into this rest, into this place where, hey, Jesus says, if you labor, come, give it to me. Learn of me, get a hold of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Right? So it says in verse 11, labor to enter into this rest. Well, how, this means it's not, it isn't, I mean, you know those things keep trying to come back in your mind? Yeah. And you're casting out the imagination and you're pulling on the strongholds. You know, because the environment is stuff screaming at you. Can you imagine what you Jonah must have to go through? Talking about that, mm-hmm. the experience this week at work, um, mm-hmm. confirms what you're just saying about um, the TV was on and they were talking about the coronavirus. Yeah. And they <laughs> right. So many confirmed, um, you know, People in Toronto now they have it, mm-hmm. and in the U.S. and mm-hmm. and you could feel almost like the fear and mm-hmm. the anxiety, mm-hmm. and you know it's like, oh, you know this. Mm-hmm. The enemy just loves right. up people, and then people look. Oh, they're talking about. Right, and and getting corona. What are the chances of that? Or just to think right away. Exactly. The odds. Uh-huh. Right. And it says no plague. Shall come now, it, brother. No pestilence. According to what is and, here. And I said, you know, I came home and I mentioned something to Paul and he said, oh, let me show you something. And on his phone he had this picture of China. The, the government decided they're going to build in a super speedy way, this mm-hmm. special hospital yeah. just for mm-hmm. this corona thing. Mm-hmm. And, and he was showing me how <laughs> like they just started maybe a week ago or something mm-hmm. and already it's like mm-hmm. it's a super, you know, he mm-hmm. says, well, they can really build fast once they put their mind and mm-hmm. into it. Right. But I thought, it's, you know, the yes. panic, the world is panicking, mm-hmm. but we, we can have, we, the Christian, I said, you know, we the Christians, and there's millions of them in China mm-hmm. and everywhere. We need to rise up and take authority. That's we need right. To speak to that. That's right. That it's a pestilence or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like talk mm-hmm. about it in Psalm. Uh, Deuteronomy. Um, here you call it a pestilence, a plague, right. whatever you want mm-hmm. to call mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But we have been given all power and all authority. That's right. So Over all the power of enemies. Get together and, and say no. You. We can stop right. it. And at least put a shield around your own family and circle yes. the blood. Amen. And not yield to that fear, not yield to that anxiety. Exactly. You see, the thing is, when you, what happened is, 
even, even, oh, maybe I should show you guys that one scripture in a moment. Let me show it to you now. Now, let me finish this point, and I want to show you a scripture concerning that. So it says here, labor to get into this rest, and then verse 12 tells you how. 